All right, let's do this thing. Here we go. We are uh, live and in person once again. I think this is like session number 10 for us. That's pretty exciting. That's pretty crazy. Who, can, who can, thought that whoever would have known that you and I could talk this long? <laughs> Considering when we started, it was sort of an experiment. Let's see what we're, well, let's see what we got. Yeah. And, and that went straight to, um, to, to public and straight to this format. Yeah. Here we are. Well, welcome to another, uh, episode. Welcome once again to, uh, a little conversation around our table. It's Table Talk. I'm Daryl. She's Kim, my beautiful bride. And uh, lots of things to talk about this week or it's, today about this week. It's been a long week. It, it's been a long week. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. There's a story behind that. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Good little tease. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've got lots of things on our heart this week. It has been a really long week. And uh yeah, so uh, I guess where do we start? What uh, I, I, you know, I guess I've got some things that are heavy on. I don't, I don't, maybe even not saying heavy, but uh, that have been prominent for over a week. We talked a little bit about it last week about the story of Abram, Abraham, yeah, and Sarah. Okay, well, let's dive in there. All right, that sounds good. So, uh, um, I guess for me, you know, it, even at church again this morning talking more about Abraham and Sarah and going ahead of God's promise and something that uh, I hadn't re ever really thought about that uh, our pastor was talking about today was the fact that with Abraham and Isaac, they're going out. God has called him to uh, make a sacrifice. Isaac is carrying, he's gathered all the wood, he's carrying it. And Isaac's not little. At he's this not point little. Too. No, like, he's like what, 13, 14 years old, yeah. I figure. Like I think when I first read that story, I wasn't aware of that. I thought he was like a, a baby or a toddler or something. Right. Yeah. And then you realize, like, okay, Abraham's over a hundred years old at this point, because I think uh Isaac was born when he Abraham was ninety-five. I wonder how they aged people back then, because it seems like it's a different uh, aging system. There's whole theories around that. Yeah, I'm sure but, there is. But we we we've determined that um, or we've heard that Isaac would have been around 13 or 14. Yeah. He, so, yeah, Isaac's 13 or 14. Abraham's, you know, probably 110. So he could have overpowered he, his dad. He could have overpowered his dad. But Isaac is gathering the wood. He's packing it up the mountain or this hill or wherever it is they're going to make the sacrifice. He's helping build the altar. He knows there's no sheep to uh, sacrifice. <laughs> so, like, he's got to know something's going on. It was, So it would appear that Isaac is willing. And by the time, you know, they find the ram in the, in the thorn bushes or whatever, off, you know, tangled up in the bushes, for him to this ram to be the the sacrifice you know isaac is on the altar probably bound up mm -hmm. and you know dad is standing above him with the knife ready to plunge it in to slay to slay him yeah isaac had to be willing in something that i had never thought about until today who else was willing to be slain Jesus. He was willing awesome. to go to the cross for our sins. Yeah. And Abraham and Isaac, you know, the father of fathers of, of, of the nation, of the nation. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, that is. It's amazing. How willing are we to be, quote unquote, slain? To be sacrifices. To be sacrifices, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So so when you talk about that, um, you know, that that hit your heart in a different way today. Yeah. Tell me more about that. <laughs> You're doing this for Carl, aren't you? <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> Thanks I for heard. listening, Carl. <laughs> Talking to our friend Carl today. He's listening to all of these, and he loves how you put me on the spot. So <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your question again? Well, just in, in this revelation that you had today about... Um, just what that verse meant in a deeper way, maybe understanding that Jesus was also um, willing to be the sacrifice for mm. us. Like Isaac was willing to be yeah. the sacrifice. Well, you know, I guess, honestly, I hadn't really thought about it so much, but now as you're asking that question, you know, again, for me, because I've been reading in Genesis in my daily devotions this past week, week and a half um, about Abraham, Isaac, and uh, now talking about Jacob, and he's a whole other dude. <laughs> he seems like a bit of a, a shady character. We'll save that one for next we'll, week. We'll save that one for another time. <laughs> but yeah, I think as I think about it, in a real world way, if we are willing to lay down and surrender what we, you know, are surrender our dreams to God's dreams and talked about that at church today too, which was at the other end of the service. But again, I think, you know, even as I, I say it out loud, I'm just kind of thinking it out loud, surrendering our dreams to God, mm. lay them on the altar to that point where, you know, you think, I don't want to, I don't want to say God standing over us, you know, ready to slay us. Cause that's not, that's good. I'm glad you didn't say yeah, that. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't say that either. Cause that would be <laughs> wrong, but I think envisioning us standing over our dreams, ready to plunge that knife, that dagger into our dreams at that point, God coming and saying, Oh, by the way, you don't have to do that. Your dream is right over there in that bush. All you have to do is, go grab it. And it's better than what you thought. Yes. And surrendering our dreams to God's dreams. Because and don't forget the other part to that is uh, Abraham, he just wanted a son. He wanted a son to carry on his legacy. And just one. Yeah. Just one son. Yeah. He wasn't asking, you know, for a lineage that outnumbered the stars in the sky or the, all the, the sand, the sand on the ocean. He was asking for one son. Right. And that's often what happens, right? When we lay down our dreams that God gives us more than what we ever even imagined possible. We don't even yeah. have the capacity to see it. Yeah. So surrender. What does that look like? <laughs> so what keeps someone from surrendering? We've been talking a lot about that in our house. Too. Yeah. It's funny. We had a long conversation on the couch prior to this. Probably a good thing we didn't record that one. <laughs> um. What keeps us, I think it's probably our fleshly desires. Yeah. And I, I know for me, I'll speak for me. Okay. I feel like if I don't look after me, no one else is going to. So if I don't make my dreams happen, who will? That's a big one. It is. 
It's huge. And huge. So and I've struggled with that for a long time. And I think it's only been in the last week that I've really had a revelation that that's what I'm struggling with. Hmm. This is real talk, right? This is real this talk. This is real talk. So, but you know, I'm going to ask, like, flush that out for real. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I, how to, I guess, because it's so new. I don't know. Like I, Explain flushing that out. What, what is it you're after? Well, like, what does that actually mean for you to lay down your dreams and trust that God's going to provide something? I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So, yeah, I guess for me, um, yeah, I'm just thinking about that too. What does that mean for me? Because, you know, we can talk about it together, but mm -hmm. we really need to let it go deep within each of us. Sure. Uh, what does that look like? Um, you know, do I trust him? Really yeah. is what it always seems to come down yeah. to for me. You know, in those moments when, you know, I look at life and I think, well, I mean, we've talked about this, uh, having gone through divorce and, you know, life not going the way you thought it was going to when you were back in your 20s. Um, and, and, um, yeah, you know, it's just like you could live in that place of regret and wishing that things were different or trying to take care of the way it looks in the future and all of that. But really, if he's not in it, I don't really want it. And again, it goes. I, and not really. I don't want it. Yeah. It goes back again to Abraham and Isaac and Ishmael. Yeah. You know, Ishmael was the product of the flesh. Ishmael was the striving. It, I want to make this happen for me. Yeah. And Isaac was the promise. Yeah. And even as you're saying that, you know, asking me to flesh that out a little bit, I feel God has put something on my heart. He's given me a promise. So to surrender that, lay that on the altar and say, God, I know you've promised this for me. I'm willing to give it to you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want it to be that fleshly. I want it to be the promise. Right. So laying that on the altar mm. and being okay if, and this has been something I've been thinking about a lot in the last couple of weeks, God didn't bring me this far to just leave me this far. Mm. But what if this is where I'm supposed to be? Maybe yeah. the, maybe I'm at where I'm supposed to be. It doesn't feel like the promise. Yeah. But what if, what if, you know, I, I use the analogy about hunting a lot because I'm a bow hunter. You're sitting in a tree and you're looking down. You can see so much further than when you're on the ground. And if you're just doing that um, walk and stalk thing, you can't see as well. And I think this sounds kind of crazy, you know, God looking down <laughs> on us. Anyway, his his perspective is so much wider, greater than ours. And I think about I think about God a lot when I'm hunting from being in that tree stand, his perspective, how he sees the world hmm. versus our perspective of being on the ground. Right. Or if you're a sports fan, you know, being on the field playing the game, whether it's hockey, football or basketball your perspective on the court the ice or the field is so much different than the fan who's up in the nosebleeds you can see that action 
like you can you, you can you can different perspective yeah you can read the place so much differently and i think god is so much like that he can see his perspective is so different so, so what i hear you saying summarizing um, is that when you sit with god when you surrender you sit with god and you see things from his perspective versus trying to take it into your own hands and just seeing that focal perspective when you have your eyes on the target and mm-hmm. not on him mm-hmm. yeah would that be yeah. fair yeah yeah hmm. yeah that's cool yeah i like that it's good good revelation and time it's hard though it's hard though right it is hard. because i want what i want when i want it and god's got such a bigger plan you know or even like what what if he what if i don't what if I'm not ready to carry that promise, yeah. you know, walking through that, you know, the valley of the shadow of death kind of thing. Yeah. Being aware that maybe I'm just not ready for this and I don't want to miss the opportunity or I don't want to mess up the opportunity when it comes. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. But the promise being the the tree of life. You know, Is that a hunting analogy again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. What's on your list? It's really been on my heart this week. Um, you know, what's been happening with the residential, well, for a couple of weeks, uh, res- with the residential schools. And, and I think as a white person, I sometimes feel like I don't have a right to even speak about it. Yeah. I. You I, know, I, because like, I don't know if I have a right because, you know, I am white and there's a part of this that I can't understand because I was born into white privileged quotes around that. Yeah. Um, and knowing that I might say something that actually offends someone too, because I'm still growing in it. Yeah. But also not wanting to be silent. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a hard balance, right? Because you want to be aware of the situation, but I don't want to be stupid and say something that's going to be offensive. Yeah. So that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt people. Yeah. So it's such a fine balance. And then you end up saying nothing and you look even more stupid. If, if that makes sense. Or feeling foolish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a fan of the stupid. I know. I said that (laughs) word on purpose. I know. (laughs) So, um, you were at work the other day and I was having, um, some time with the Lord and I just, I was just pouring my heart out to him and I might even cry today. Uh, it's about time. (laughs) I cried enough on this thing, (laughs) on this show. Just really feeling burdened for, um, it just for such massive loss and even understanding that um, that it's not even about the numbers because just one grave is too many graves. Just it almost seems cliche, but it's true. Yeah, it is true. It's, you know, it, sometimes it takes the, the bigger numbers to really catch our awareness, but it shouldn't. And so really looking inward on, um, you know, how just, I guess, being um, acknowledging, I acknowledged on my Facebook post um, that I'm ashamed to be affiliated because I'm white and because I'm a Christian. And how do I actually reconcile those things in my heart and still feel like I have a voice? Because we've been to um, uh, Stony Nakoda 
and have lots of friends in Morley that um, that we love, and we yeah. we've been to tent revivals and love. And I mean, I've, you've had a heart for the indigenous community for years, and I I have as well. That's definitely you know been some a journey for me too. And we see we see um, we we value their their culture and their community but we see them like us like we're they're our friends they are absolutely and so not speaking out feels like um dishonoring them as well yeah and and dishonoring our culture because like we have to actually start speaking into these to you know that was somebody speaking into me saying well what about this and this and this and then you start going huh i do actually have that bias and not even necessarily within the indigenous but within you know having a racial bias and just seeing yeah i do have some of those things that i was born into that i wasn't even aware of until people started to say different things here and there and it started to i started to look inward so when we don't speak out about it it just be is the cycle that continues yeah and i think it's quite interesting too um i just saw something here a couple of minutes before we started recording and you know even though you and i weren't part of that of those incidences we are part of that problem if we don't speak out right like the bystander is just as guilty yeah. as the bully yeah exactly yeah exactly so it, it feels like a tender, I mean, I know, and you know that the indigenous community, they're such a humble people and so grace-filled. And giving. Yeah. Oh my goodness, they are so giving. Yeah. So it feels a little bit safer knowing that uh, they know our hearts and yeah. that um, and that we can speak from our platform and in our areas of influence and uh, and have a conversation like we know we don't have it all figured out and that like I said earlier there's a piece of this that we'll never understand yeah that we can't understand yeah absolutely but we can try yeah we and, can learn to understand and yeah I I'm pretty sure I, I feel safe in saying this this won't be the last time we have this conversation yeah but I, I want to have this conversation with friends of ours who could speak into it from their perspective yeah we'd love that too. yeah some friends of ours from, uh, from Morley the, yeah from the Stony Nakoda Nation so yeah yeah that would be good to hear their perspective and yeah. have that conversation too so I mean that's really been on my heart and so just, if you're listening you know who you are we're we're gonna be in touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's been a long week. <laughs> it has been a long week. So we're just going from one heavy topic to another heavy topic. Now we're gonna now we're celebrate. gonna lighten things up. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this puppy up. I like your flow. There you go. I like you too, Flo. Oh, and that's not your name. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a long week. So do you want to do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yes, I do. I do actually. Uh, well, maybe you can explain. Um, it's I guess originally it was it's been a long day was the phrase. Yeah. So maybe you can unpack that. You can tell <laughs> share what that means. So our oldest uh, daughter is um, has been uh, dating and uh, expecting an engagement, and. And that was always the phrase. One of her kids was always um, had said, you know, this is how you start. She was trying to encourage mom's boyfriend 
Yeah. This is how he could, you know, pop the question. Yeah. And she's, and she's what, five or six when she yeah. said it. Yeah. And, um, and, and it was to say, you know, this is how you say it. You start with, it's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by, will you marry me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so for uh, probably a month or so, we've we've it it feels like longer yeah (laughs) we've heard that a lot and we've even said it to him it's been a long day yeah (laughs) and uh he was just really faithful to wait for god's leading and um and so that happened over the weekend um yeah we're welcoming a new member to the family our family's son-in-law family's expanding and we're so excited um for that and uh, just to see how god restores uh, and his faithfulness in our lives when you know what the en- enemy intends for to harm us god restores for the good of those who love him yeah. and uh, and we've just see that happening here so we're we're super excited to be welcoming uh son-in-law um hopefully by the end of the year they're just working that stuff out and uh yeah that's good news in our week yeah so, so it's been a long week yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a long day <laughs> our family is growing it's great yeah that's awesome so Again, uh, thank you for listening, um, hearing our hearts, and uh, we always invite you to uh, come to the table, join us here at the table, and uh, you can uh, email us, come to the table at gmail.com. You can comment on uh, on the Facebook platform where I'll be sharing this, or uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments. Or send us an email. I said that. Oh, okay. I did. Or say, send us a text. Or send a text. <laughs> Well, you know, if you have our number, if you have our number, yeah, and uh, we uh, do uh, really appreciate you listening. And uh, Carl, you're the man. Uh, I didn't know you were going to wrap up already. Oh, did you have more? Well, I was also going to talk about how great it was to hang out with friends this week. Oh, that's right, too. Because we haven't done a lot of that. We had occasional, but we uh, hung out with some friends and just had some laughs on the weekend. I mean, it's just so nice to have restrictions opening up and and people are just feeling a little a lot more free to it was all outdoors we so we physically distanced yeah it was it's it been beautiful we didn't so. break any covid rules <laughs> just saying you're putting the disclaimer out That's there right. are you <laughs> yes yes i am yeah but no it was great to uh to just uh, spend time with friends and to dive into some deep fun conversations there was lots of laughs yeah and, and uh, it was a mixture of um, generations, which was so much fun too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was of it was good to be out hanging out with people again for sure. Yeah, really appreciate that. And we love that that uh, you hang out with us. Yes, and we were talking about how even table talk is um, an invitation to come to the table. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, like Daryl said, we welcome you to the table. You're always welcome at our table. So thank you for listening. And have a great week.